Welcome to the Voices in Union podcast with Reggie Jackson and Maria Hamilton. It's been a long week. A long week? It seems like uh, 2020 is still with us. This isn't 2021, Maria. This this is just a continuation of 2020, is what it feels like. Yeah, don't want to go back there. (laughs) So how how, how have you been over the last week? Uh, I've been okay. Um, Working and I've moved. Oh, okay. So I'm still unpacking. So I've been smelling a lot of bleach mm-hmm. and just trying to pace myself. Okay, cool. So I'm I'm sure you have been uh, glued to the news of what just happened in uh, Washington D.C. recently. Yes, everyone else has, and you know the pandemic continues to kill and kill over four thousand people yesterday. Um, you know, I was just telling my wife this morning, I said, you know, what's really weird is here we are in January. And on a normal January, what we're most concerned about is the possibility of bad weather, right? Snowstorm happening, some really cold temperatures. But I haven't heard anybody like talking about the weather because <laughs> you can't even find space to think about it, right? You think about how crazy the world around us is. We've entered into uh, a space of chaos. Uh, with the pandemic going on and all the loss of life and Mm -hmm. then to have the mob incident um, I kind of expected it but not to that degree I I think with the approach of policing that we've endured due to protesting about the police shootings, uh, for them not to be there, for them not to show up, for them not to uh, respond to them at the Capitol. I I mean, I've been speechless. Um, Hmm. I was expecting to see the armored trucks. I was expecting to see... uh, people with milk cleaning their eyes from the tear gas and Mm -hmm. none of that happened. Uh, Mm. So I literally, once I did see it, because I really just seen a lot of what happened on um, TV um, in the last two days Mm -hmm. because I just, I couldn't even put it I didn't want it in my spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Um, mm. I've been hearing things on on the news, and people been calling me and telling me what happened. I just found out late last night that a police officer died and five other people. I'm like, how could y'all let this happen? Well, the most powerful people people yeah. in the United States. Y'all allowed this man to send these people there with ill intent. Mm-hmm. And y'all did nothing. 
Well, think about it, Maria. There, there, this should not come as a surprise. You know, I, I tell people, like, listen, there's this ideal world that we think we live in, and then there's a the real world. This is the real world. In an ideal world, they would have never been able to get anywhere near the Capitol building. The police would have been well prepared. They would have had the army vehicles there, their, you know, the riot gear ready. But that's the ideal world. In the real world, they're not worried about crazy white people storming the Capitol building. But when Black Lives Matter protests happen there, they have thousands and thousands of law enforcement yes. people there. The National Guard on I mean, they put the National Guard on standby in Kenosha. 500 National Guardsmen in Kenosha worrying about people being mad about them not charging the cop that blatantly shot Jacob Blake in the yes. back. And nobody blinked the eye about that. But here you have thousands, tens of thousands of these crazy Trumpers descending on the Capitol <laughs> building to attend a, a, a rally where he claims that the election was stolen, which nobody in their right mind should ever believe. Right. But it's not as if they didn't know these people would be in Washington, D.C. And that I was is, watching that, it in real time, Maria. I was watching in real time. And I was, I was sitting there like thinking, like, I'm looking and I don't see police presence. Right. I said, I don't see the response that we have when you have peaceful protests. This was not a peaceful. This Listen, first of all, this wasn't a protest. I'm nope. tired of people calling it a protest. It wasn't a damn protest. Nope. It was a bunch of crazy people who wanted to disrupt the, you know, the electoral they college process. Right. And they were there simply to do that. They wanted to slow down the process and make sure that the electoral college pro process, which is stupid to begin with, uh, and I, I'll say this to the day I die, this is the only election on the planet where the loser can win and the winner can lose. It should always be based on the popular vote. I mean, when the prom queen and prom king vote is based on, on the popular vote, why is it a U.S. presidency can't be based on the popular vote? I mean, it's just ridiculous. But when you have all of these people storming into the U.S. Capitol and overwhelming the the Capitol Police, which they claim they had 2,000 Capitol Police. I didn't see anywhere near 2,000 of them. I don't know where the heck they were. Maybe they were all on break at the same time or something. I don't know what was right. going on. But when you have these people breaking the windows, knocking, I mean, it, there are even reports that, you know, what did the Capitol Police officers open the door and let them in? And I'll tell you, this is what I saw. And this is in real time, Maria. This is the crazy part. I was watching on CNN. And, you know, the banner was saying, you know, mobsters have, have you know, uh, have, have run into the Capitol building and all this stuff, right? But then when you're watching the video, when you're seeing the, the CCTV camera from inside the Capitol, and you know what it looks like? It looks like a bunch of tourists that are there, you know, taking a trip on to the Capitol and getting a tour of the Capitol. They're walking around with their cell phones, snapping pictures, and they look in, and you just see the cops, like, completely confused but you weren't seeing the mob that was over literally trying to break into the chambers where the house and and the senate were you know you didn't get to see that part in real time but ultimately the fact that they use kid kid gloves to handle these folks even after they did this maria this is the part that bothers me more okay you weren't prepared to handle them when they went into the capitol right Okay, that's that's fine. But you called out the National Guard. You had every police department within 100 miles of Washington, D.C. descending on the Capitol. And when they got there, what did they do? They stood by and watched these people oh. walk out of the building and go home. 
They didn't arrest anybody. I mean, they arrested 47 people hours later for curfew violations. But they just let these people walk back to their cars and stand out there with their cell phones, taking selfies and doing other stuff. They didn't do anything. I was saying, why didn't they just descend on the Capitol from the outside, close it off so none of these people who were in the Capitol could leave and arrest all of them? They didn't do that. They were, uh, aren't they Reggie? Because they were cops. They're ex-police officers. They're ex-veterans. That blue line. Well, listen, most of those people were when our cops, Maria. Listen, when I saw the cops walking this old white lady down the stairs of the Capitol building, holding her hand, making sure she doesn't trip, I was thinking if that was a black woman, they probably would have pushed her down the stairs. Yeah. Because we know we've seen them brutalize Black Lives Matter protesters for, for not just this past year, but for years they've been brutalizing Black Lives Matter peaceful protesters. And these people get treated like they're not doing anything wrong. And I mean, I, I'm telling people, it was not, these are not protesters. This is this is a terroristic mob. Because you know good and well if there had been people of color, if there had been people who were Muslims, if there had been black people, you know that's what they would be calling these people. And I mean, some right. people have used some strong language, calling them thugs and, you know, other stuff. Listen, I don't care what you calling them. The police handle it as if these people were not a threat. And this is the thing that most people in America are not even aware of, Maria, that they were doing doing similar stuff, descending on the Capitol buildings and state capitals in several cities around the country, several states. Right. We had small, much smaller groups. It wasn't anything like what happened in Washington, D.C., but these people were descending on capitals and scaring the crap out of people. And this is the thing about it. The fact that you just let them walk away. Do you honestly believe that they're not going to try to do something just as crazy? I mean, there's already been word the FBI has already put out that they're expecting to see, you know, some some activity on January 17th, three days before the inauguration. They're expecting to see something on January 20th. You'll probably see more police than you've ever seen since 9-11 on January 20th around the Capitol building. But this is the thing that I tell people. These people that are going to go away just because Donald Trump is not occupying the White House anymore, these people, their, their minds are set. They believe that the election was stolen from Donald Trump. They believe that he's saving the world from pedophiles, which I do, I'll never understand. If you're worried about saving somebody from pedophiles, you need to talk to the darn Catholic Church. I mean, you need to be having a conversation with the Pope. I'm just being honest. But anyway, you know, these QAnon, you know, conspiracy theory idiots. But the bottom line is this. The mindset is the mindset that's been in America since day one. Don't tell me that these people weren't racist. Some of them probably weren't. But listen, you are you not you can't convince me that these people are are big lovers of Donald Trump and don't recognize how racist Donald Trump is. Listen, you are not going to go if it's say some member of the Ku Klux Klan, you know, David Duke or somebody. Right. You know, he's a, he's a racist, but you like some of his policies. You're not going to be followed behind David Duke knowing that he's a racist without exposing yourself to being called a racist, too. So how are you following Donald Trump and you expect to not be referred to as probably a racist? Right. Everybody is, is trying their best. Well, you know, it's, there's a lot of reasons people support Donald Trump. It's not it has nothing to do with racism. I don't give a damn what they say. Everybody with half a brain knows Donald Trump is a racist. He's shown it time and time again. He's not hidden from it. You know, he tries to say he's the least 
racist person <laughs> in the room. Well, dude, <laughs> the only time you're the least racist person in the room is when you're the only person in the room. That's the only right. way it's possible for you. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I, I, I don't know. I, I truly believe his fear of not being president and having to face all these different charges. Uh, I, I think that was his primary goal to get Congress to overturn those votes so he could stay the president, um, which yeah. is wacky. But mm -hmm. I... Um, I just don't know. I just, even with people after, after that day happened, we still have people saying, they're still talking about voting. Mm -hmm. why, why, why aren't they talking about the 4,000 people that died? What mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. the other, what? We already have 300 other some. 300,000 other people died. Why aren't you all talking about that? I've seen so many people that didn't have on masks. Oh, of course. The they don't believe they in masks. I mean, Donald Trump doesn't wear a mask. Right. So why, why are the people that love Donald Trump and believe that, the, that you know, this is a hoax, that, the, the, you know, that there is no pandemic? You know, it's all made up by the left-wing media. And then, you know. But when you thinking... Why was you behind the bulletproof glass? Mm -hmm. These are your people. You came on TV and said, oh, we love y'all. Yeah, yeah. Just mm -hmm. go home. Yeah. Well, you know, think about this. Listen, they, they may be his lovers, but remember, remember George Wallace? Former governor of Alabama, remember where he said segregation today, segregation tomorrow, segregation forever. You know, when he got shot, it was a crazy racist white person that shot him. Yeah. So just because Donald Trump, you know, think these people are like, you know, lovers of Donald Trump, they don't mean it when I'm going to pull out a, a rifle and try to shoot him for right. whatever reason. I mean, these people, some of these people are not very stable in the membrane. <laughs> and listen, I don't think that Donald Trump is worried about being charged as much as people think. I mean, he's trying to pardon himself before he's right. even charged. But listen, to me, what's way more important in terms of what I see, this is what I see. His ego has grown exponentially since he was elected president, and he can't he can't fathom not being president anymore. Right. I mean, the fact that this man literally said out loud in person, in front of people, in front of reporters, that he he could be like a dictator. And, and be president forever. I mean, come on. This man wants to be president for the rest of his life. And he's afraid of losing that power because, guess, listen, anybody else that is holding this office that spends as much time playing darn golf as Donald <laughs> Trump, I mean, come on. This man is not, he has not worked hard a single day in the four years he's been president. And he is never going to work hard because he doesn't have to, because he can sit on darn Twitter at 3.30 in the morning and say stupid stuff. And it's like, dude, first of all, why are you up at 3.30 in the morning doing stupid stuff like Twitter when you got a raising pandemic, when you got a vaccine distribution that's just an absolute 
fiasco and you tweeting stupid stuff. I mean, the fact that the man, listen, he, he should he should be should have been impeached for dereliction of duty. Right. I mean, it, now all of a sudden, oh, we're, we're going to try to impeach. The man got less than two weeks left. Now you want to talk about impeaching him. Like, give me a dime. It took this for you to, to talk about impeaching Donald Trump. But you didn't you didn't want to impeach him when he was putting kids in cages on on the, the you know, the U.S. southern border and breaking up families left and right. I mean, come on. You want to impeach him over this? Inciting a riot. You know what inciting a riot? How many people have been charged with inciting a riot who've been part of Black Lives Matter protests? I'm sure it's been hundreds of people around the country that have been charged with inciting a riot when a riot didn't even happen. And this right. is this is a riot. Yeah. I mean, come on. If he was if it, listen, if Donald Trump was was Tom Smith living on twelfth and center street, his <laughs> behind would be in jail right now. He would yes, be that's... in handcuffs, he would be sitting in Milwaukee County jail facing mm-hmm. charges for inciting a riot. But no, he's a president. He's probably uh, I mean, I don't know what he's doing right now. I don't know, maybe he's planning his next golf trip or whatever. I don't know what he's doing. But we know he ain't doing the real work. Because when was the last time he did some real work? I mean, other than signing a couple bills here and there, I can't think of any real work that Donald Trump has done since he's been president. I mean, every time I look up, he's at some some other golf course or, or hosting some some party without people wearing masks. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's, it's a joke that people wanted this man. 74 million idiots voted for this man. I mean, maybe I shouldn't call them idiots, but listen, you can't tell me you don't know how crazy Donald Trump is. And you voted for him anyway? Come they on. like him because he's crazy. They like him because he's crazy. Listen, they must love crazy <laughs> liars. Crazy compulsive liars. Because that's what the definition of Donald Trump. <laughs> they must love it. I, 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 I honestly believe that some people prefer to be lied to than be told the truth, Maria. I mean, that alternate reality is better for them than the real world. Because, and I, I say this, you may have heard me say this before. I tell people, you better wake up. You better right. wake up and realize that, that that fantasy world that you're living in is not the real world. Because, like you said, 4,000 people died from the pandemic yesterday. At least 4,000 that we know of. And nobody's even saying a word about it. No. Nobody. I heard, I, mean, it once, I heard it once in a 24-hour period of time. Yeah. I mean, that's the reality. That's scary to me. It that's is. Because it's going to get worse. It's going to yeah. continue to get worse. And this is the sad part about it. This is the really sad part about it, is that 4,000 people died unnecessarily. There's no reason yeah. that 4,000 people should have died. I mean, right. here we are a year into this pandemic, and we still not handling well. But think about this. This is the scary part to me, is had these doctors and respiratory therapists and other health professionals figured out how to treat people and, and, and prevent them from dying like they were early in the pandemic, had they not figured that out months ago? That 4,000 would have been way more than 4,000. Right. I mean, they've literally been able to save people's lives. And I mean, I, I, I have a great deal of, of, of admiration and, and gratitude for those people risking their lives to save people's lives. And that number could be significantly higher if it wasn't for them figuring out what to do and how to handle this, this, this much better. But 4,000 people, that's a lot of people. Yeah. That's a lot of people. And... You know, we, we, we just not, it's almost like we're not even seeing these people anymore. But right. we, we have, we, we're not humanizing them. I mean, it, it's, it's sad. Uh, you know, a good friend of mine is, is, is in the hospital. Uh, he's doing better, though. You know, a couple of weeks ago, it was kind of like, you know, maybe he'll make it, maybe he won't, but he's doing better. But I just think about 
not only the 4,000 people that died, Maria, but all of the 130-some thousand people that are in the hospital with COVID. Yeah. And what their families have to be going through, not being able to go there and visit with them, you know, and all that. I mean, it's just the devastation from this pandemic on an emotional level will be so severe that I don't think I don't think some people will ever fully recover from the the just the emotional trauma that they're suffering. Well, what nobody is actually talking about the mental mm-hmm. state that people are being left in behind losing the loved one and mm-hmm. their loved ones dying alone. Yeah. 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 And I mean, not being able to have a regular memorial or funeral for people. Right. Um, and it's just like, not wow. being able to say goodbye. Uh, mm-hmm. Where I mean, they have these containers where they're actually storing people. I I just mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just really it it takes me back to slaves being piled up in ditches and just being treated humane and nobody nobody is concerned I mean I had a conversation with my cousin a week and a half ago about the thousands of bodies that are stored in freezers behind hospitals in New York Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. And she literally has to walk by there to go to the train station, mm. knowing that there are thousands of bodies. And do have you all contacted these people's loved ones? Y'all didn't tell nobody that they passed on. I mean, it's just I'm in awe. And then to see these other people. In Washington, I was just in Washington where they were. I spoke a couple of months ago. Mm -hmm. And to see them people just not care Mm -hmm. about human life. Yeah. Well, you know, the the, the police saucer... Yeah, the police officer. It looks like the the Capitol police officer that that died. Uh, one report said that somebody hit him in the head with a fire extinguisher. Uh, you know, the one woman who was an Air Force veteran that was shot to death climbing through a window. Uh, another one of the people that died. You know, they haven't really said much about the the other three people that died. But one of the, one of the women, her family came out yesterday and made a statement that she was literally trampled to death by the by the mob. As she was trying to get into the Capitol, they literally just trampled this woman to death. And I mean, I, yeah, I, I mean, I feel horrible that this woman lost her life, uh, especially to lose your life like that. But you know what? In a way, it's like, hmm, you were part of this mob. You were part of the group that was storming the U.S. Capitol, which obviously didn't make any sense for you to storm the U.S. Capitol. I mean, to try to but stop the process. Come said on. That- she couldn't understand her compassion for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. The day before it was like, I don't know what got into her. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know how she could just drop her life and just her mind 
24-7 was on what Donald Trump said. It's like a cult. It's like it a cult. Is. You know, I, I, I wrote a piece uh, last year uh, about, you know, the, the, the massacre in, in Guyana with Jim Jones and the, the People's Temple uh, and that mindset of those folks. And I, I said, you could very easily see the same thing now with the right. people that are blindly following Donald Trump. I mean, right. It's amazing to me what you can convince people to to believe. And once you get them to believe something, you can get them to do whatever you want them to do. And I think... mm -hmm. I I think even like with back in slavery, you know, those people that used to beat the slaves and chase after the slaves and try to have do the order, they were actually told what to do. And once the master told them what to do, it was like they just pretty much did that to people. So it's it's the same thing. It's like whom whoever started these different organizations, the Po Boys, um, they were trying to say that Natita was there and they had like the face recognition things, but all of these people were nationalists. All of these people were white supremacists. Maria, let me tell you what I said about this. I don't think these people are all white supremacists. These are just good old average Americans. Your average next door neighbor, Bob, you know, your Aunt Susie, oh, you know, not. your old, your old, you know, <laughs> elementary school teacher. These are regular average <laughs> Americans. I think that that labeling these people uh, as these extremists, they were not extremists. These are average, regular, good old, salt of the earth Americans that then lost their cotton picking minds. This is who <laughs> these people are. <laughs> Nothing special about these people. I'm telling you, these are people that, that when you go to the grocery store, these are the ones that cut in line in front of you. Because <laughs> they don't see you because they colorblind. <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't think that there's anything, yeah. anything special about these folks other than the fact that they just, these are, this is who America is. This, always this always and, and, has been, always will be. Because believe me, this ain't the end of this. This is not the end of it. You're going well, to continue way, to see this. Well, the way that we've been treated, I mean, it was almost laughable. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it, yeah, it either made you laugh or made you cry. Right. Because to me, I'm looking at it as like, man, I didn't see too many videos of these Black Lives Matter protesters, black folks and, you know, their white compatriots out there with them, risking their lives, getting shot with rubber bullets, tear gassed. You, you remember... In, in Wauwatosa, when they when they set the curfew in Wauwatosa, and literally, like, as soon as the, the time hit, they started shooting tear gas into the crowd. And here you are in Washington, D.C., a 6 p.m. curfew. And you look, and I'm watching CNN, and it's like, oh, the curfew just started. And it's like, oh, these people just still walking around. The cops what? aren't doing anything. Right. And, and then they said the, the, the cops are pushing the people away from the Capitol. And I'm like, I don't see them pushing anybody. No. I see them asking people no. to get out of the way. I don't see them them rushing into the crowd like they did when Donald Trump decided to go, you know, visit that church and hold the Bible upside down and backwards. And they were brutal. I remember that. Well, uh, man. Remember when 
when that group of preachers were praying on their knees mm -hmm. and they mm -hmm. ended up attacking them and arresting yep. them. Yep. Yep. I got rubber bullets right now from when we were there a couple of months ago for the Martin Luther King anniversary. I got wow. rubber bullets right now that was shot wow. at us. Wow. Wow. Well, maybe they I, ran out of rubber bullets back then. That's why they didn't use them the other day. days from the chemicals <laughs> that they literally shot at us. They must have ran out of tear gas back then, Maria. They ran out of the tear gas and the rubber bullets, and their arms were just so tired from beating the hell out of Black Lives Matter protesters, they couldn't raise their batons up to hit any of these people in the head. Well, no, they're stopped fouling. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, they have found multiple uh, explosive devices, bombs, said, no. homemade bombs that these people made and brought with them. I've seen so, them. They'll probably yeah. say Barmaids made those cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, listen, Maria, it's been a crazy week. Uh, we know the next week going to be crazy. Uh, and, and it'll be interesting to see what we talk about the next time we uh, we convene this podcast. Right. I'm glad to hear you doing I'm, well. I'm hoping that it's not politically led. I'm hoping it's some good news because uh, Dr. Ray's birthday oh, okay. is January the 20th as okay. well. And yeah. I was at the um, Women's March. Mm -hmm. during the inauguration for President 45. Uh, I was looking forward to actually being with my sisters again on January the 20th, but that's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, so we've been talking on a thread. Um, better days. Yeah, better days, better days. So you be well. Say Thank you as well. And take care till next time, Maria. You also. Give right, yep, yep, my love. Will do. Will do. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.